<laughs> Welcome to the Underground Click Podcast. My name is Killer King, owner, operator, CEO of Underground Click Clothing Brand and Promotions Company. With me, as always, man of many names, Musa. Say hello to the people. What up, everybody? And sitting in with us this time, we don't have the number one guy, but we got a we got a good stand in with us. The the metal representative, Big Shrek, in the house with us today. What's up? What's up? He says words today, but also with us on the podcast, we got RJMT. So I didn't dyslexify it and mess up the uh, the intro on us again for the fifth time inside behind the scenes cuts. But uh, how you doing, man? It's been a long, long, strange trip for you. Yeah, not too long. Well, Toledo's fortunately very close by. Right. No. It's a nice puddle jump on any uh, land speeder. Right. <laughs> Depending on your knowledge of galactic vehicles, it does. It does speak though, because it's like it's even though it's only an hour, not a lot of people always pursue those trips. It's yeah weird. Yeah, like yeah, weird like a cross country trip. Right? Yeah, hour hour's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Yeah. Just because we're in the internet age, you can't you can't accomplish all your dreams just on the internet. Sometimes you actually got to get out and travel to, to yeah, these places. Exactly. It's weird. You got to help. You got I mean, to meet the we people. We have to live life. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have to walk out of the house. You have to go out of the house. But no, it actually it's funny because we definitely feel a difference in the roads once you cross over. Like yeah, welcome like to it's, Ohio. It's like, you know, like yeah, as soon as you hit the border, you can. <laughs> it's like a line drawn. Like you see the, 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 the black right? cloud you of cesspool over you our, have our a great city. Wall that just shows the separation, like. And it's Michigan's just, you come out of Michigan, and as soon as you hit the Ohio road. Toledo, just, Ohio, you should never go like, there if you, you escape your, the city you have limits. Your little, like, weird, like, <laughs> reddish walls put up. Yeah. To like kind of like distinguish that separation. Like, yeah, the side that sucks kinda is on that <laughs> side. Like we're in Ohio now. But equally I'm gonna drop some shit on the Midwest because we have winter. It all just sucks. Yeah. It happens. You know. It, it, for three But well, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about right. music. It's going How do you start in the music? It's going right. It's so, uh, what area are you coming out from uh, for the people that don't know who you are? Well, you know, it's kind of weird because it's like, I don't want to say Detroit because that's like normal of a lot of Michigan artists to just be like, I'm from Detroit. But, you know, Warren, Mount Clemens area, even Utica when I was younger, like my mom and dad were never together. So, it was just kind of like bouncing back and forth. So, it was kind of like that weird difference. Like, mom's side of the house, it was like the burbs. Yeah. And nice areas. I'm not gonna lie about it. Right. And then like go to my dad's, and it's like we're on fucking Chalmers. Yeah. So you was a double kid like Killy King. <laughs> <laughs> we were the fight, the fight kids. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, had to. But uh, yeah. So it was kind of like that uh, weird, strange like difference. It was like Twilight Zone shit. Sometimes you know, I'm just bouncing back between like verbs and then hood shit. <laughs> but it was. It was kind of interesting too, because like even in the burbs, it was like feeling out of place because it's like you're the poor kid in a rich kid neighborhood. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of like felt very similar. At the same either time. way, you're never you're never accepted in either one. Yep. Yeah, you're kind <laughs> yeah, of blended on one yeah, side of the border or the other at one time. Like, you know, if you go to the hood, they look at you like you're the privileged kid because you get to go to the burbs when you know you're not with your dad, exactly. and then they look at you 
Like can't have any of this M Dog 2020. Go sip that Arbor Mist that you do at your mom's house. <laughs> like I don't even drink my mom's Arbor Mist. I take the peach snaps. I'm a sophisticated I am a underage alcoholic. Sophisticated alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But uh, when I want to kiss a girl in the mouth, peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, so you got like different. Um, Kind of like different grow up experiences, mm -hmm. you know, from being in both sides because you get to kind of be enveloped in two different types of environments from one day to the next and yeah. kind of live in the shoes of those people while you're with them because, you know, you're half them people and half the other people. Right? <laughs> but not being one of us, Google Gobble, Google Gobble. When your mom's side has grandparents' money, you know, right. Right? <laughs> but they don't have that money anymore because they're broke asses. <laughs> but now, like, shit like that does kind of help um, with when an artist puts perspective into their music, mm -hmm. you know, from their own grow up. So, like, that's kind of giving you an opportunity to fucking yeah, tap yeah. into two different areas of, you know, life experience. And Definitely. I think it helps me make a lot of my music on either spectrum more relatable on both ends. It kind of, like, helps me fill that gap. In, you know? Right, building the bridge across for... We're always good to fill them gaps. <laughs> always good to fill the gaps. Quick Creek. <laughs> <laughs> what, Creek Water? Creek <laughs> Water. So, just uh, like the Michigan roads, just fucking throw some shit on it and don't even do it right. Just yeah, just loosely toss a handful over. Loosely toss a handful. Just like everyone in life, we're always under control. <laughs> Never stops. So you've been doing music for how long now? Oh shit. Um, yeah, it's an interview. You should know these. Things. Yeah. No, uh, no <laughs> milestones first. I just got like I try to reduce my intricate answers because like I have like so many in depth like. Technically, I've been writing for 20 years now, um, just writing lyrics and fucking around, you know. And then I didn't really start. I started recording, and I did some really, really bad recordings at a younger age. Like, we all start somewhere. You know, yeah, yeah, everybody starts somewhere. Like, 13, I started recording just fucking around in an attic with my cousin and shit, and just started recording little, simple crap songs <laughs> that actually is funny some of my friends still give me shit for and i i totally agree with them like they were terrible well i mean that's something that but, uh artists just kind of go through anyways yeah. you know and it's it, it does kind of shed a light when you have people that have been like listening to even like those goofy tracks that like, you look back right. and you're like why the fuck did i even do that right but then you come out you know over the years with more shit and they're like oh shit exactly. like this guy's developing like yeah. on a certain path line and shit and cleaning the stuff off. I'm everything. pretty sure anybody that ever listened to emo kids throw away the razor blade and then listens to something newer off my album is like, that's the same dude. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. And yes, it was an excellent track I did and put out, I put out and added out for like a few months and I got threats to take it down. <laughs> like, but, um, you know, and then, but you didn't choose that emo life. No, no, I tried to convince them to stay out of it. Exactly. <laughs> so why would why would they have, have you put that apparently down? Apparently it was still controversial enough to spark some angry, pissed off Karens. <laughs> but, <laughs> the the pre-Karen age of Karens. But uh, oh, they're always they're like, Karen. no, lots, lots no, I hate that I can't yeah. take her to church. Let her do her thing. <laughs> I want to be recognized by my church. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, definitely got a lot. That doesn't represent our views of the podcast. <laughs> But uh, I told you I'd break. But them doing that, that's what that insinuates. I'm just saying that's that, but, that's what it was insinuating. But um, and then ten years ago, 
I kind of started studying business management and electronic media broadcasting. I kind of like, I don't want to say I took a break from music, but I did. Like I, it was still the, the stuff I was studying for involved the music because it was all, how can I be better in marketing? How can I be better? Like, how can I promote my music better? How can I do better? Right. And then about five years ago, I started jumping back into it and taking it a lot more serious. And then just, uh, you know, life kind of happens, you know. So yeah. the past two years hasn't been as much as I wanted to. But recently in these past few months, I've been hit, trying to hit the studio as much as I possibly can. Like in the past three weeks, I think I've been in the studio more than I've been in the studio in the past three months. You're in the studio now. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know what I mean? Going in and actually laying out my instrument, like, but that past two years, even though I wasn't doing much that I wanted to, I still was because it was a, it was a building process. It was finding all those right instrumentals, writing those songs out and doing everything. So it's like, you know, it was a long process. So it's, it's been my interest for 20 years. I haven't really been actively doing as much and I can't say until like the past 10. So, cause like first 10 years, it was kind of just <laughs> bad songs and just random, just writing and seeing what I could, you know, come up with and a lot of messed up ideas because horrorcore was a big influence. Yeah. In that, right? And you can definitely and tell then, that with, uh, with your material. I think it was on, uh, I want to say reverb nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell that there's like a really deep, like classic horror core style kind of tied into what's on there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will say with those tracks that were on reverb nation, um, that was a part that, that has parts of the first, uh, demo, I guess I would call it. Cause it was the first free giveaway CD I did. I only pressed up about a couple hundred copies and it was, uh, 13 tracks and obviously because you have to pay more to put more on reverb nation i never put the full album out there and because that one was in particular it was all free beats that anybody could get and anybody could use it was right. wasn't something i could sell so right. it was all just a demonstration album but yeah there was definitely a huge tie of horrorcore influences and you know not just horrorcore in general but hip-hop as a whole and experimental music and rock you know there was a lot of classic rocking influences in some of the songs as well you know it's and that's why on reverb nation and anywhere i go i try to list myself as an experimental artist because really to me music as a whole is like it's a language and it's a feeling right and really i could as much as i like doing rap rock and as much as i like doing kind of like dark gritty hip-hop my music the way i've been finding it lately like it, it all bases off the instrumental and it's all just a feeling and i just go with it and i stick with it so it's really it can go anywhere and that's why i like to think of myself as an experimental artist because i literally especially as of recently i did three tracks in one session and back to back each track was like almost a different genre and almost a completely different track. You know, and that's something that's uh, come up in conversation with us, um, you know, pretty regularly in general while we're talking about how 
artists nowadays are kind of branching outward and kind of tapping into these other like classic rock or classical genres or even like modern shit to kind of like, you know, envelop themselves in that a little bit, kind of like to bring inspiration into, you know, what they're doing. Um, I know he's been working on that for, you know, the last yeah. like seven fucking years. Yeah. You no, I, and, you know, and that's why I think we connect so well and like have good conversations just because we both understand that, you know, it's, it's an open-minded, broad spectrum. I mean, like you shouldn't just close yourself off to one genre. You shouldn't just close yourself into this one box and this one door. If you're going to be an artist, be an artist, expand, do like, do everything that you want to do as an artist without that. To me, artists fear that retaliation from the fans of judgment. Um, like honestly, dude, your music is your soul in a way. Like it's your feeling and it's your vibes and it's right. what you're going through and it's all your personal story. So, like, if you're gonna lose a fan, one fan, for doing a track that you has meaning to you and you know you feel it. Lose that one fan because you could probably possibly you could possibly gain hundreds by yeah, doing it. Or it, help someone by not yeah. doing something stupid. You know, exactly. and, and I talk somebody through something. I feel like I see that with um artists both on the underground level and in like the mainstream where like yeah. they're they're really just curtailing to like whatever's popular at the time or like a certain yeah. vibe or like okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna give these people like exactly what it is that they want with no like extra frills or anything like that. Whereas you got these artists that are, you know, like, dude, this is, this is my thing. Like, this yeah. is my project, my art. Like, yeah. I'm putting myself into this vibe with it or don't. Yeah. You know, and I, I appreciate that kind of music because I listen to a lot of like, um, like experimental, like progressive metal shit yeah. just because of that, because they like step outside of those bounds of like what's considered normal right. and um, acceptable for like a mainstream genre. I hate the world, word normal. Obviously, if you can't tell, like people can't see from a podcast, but I'm sitting here with a fucking Eventually alien and alien glasses. You know, I'm sitting here looking like a fucking alien sometimes. I personally, to me, normalcy, dude, it's a fucking myth. It's a conspiracy. It's something people tell themselves and lie to themselves about to comfort themselves. Right. It doesn't exist. I'm sorry. I hate to tell it, but anybody listening or anybody in general, you're a weird motherfucker. We're all Some weird. way or another. Everybody's, everybody's got something goofy Everybody's as fuck got about. something fucking goofy. Everybody's got something going on. Normalcy, it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. But I get what you were trying to like illustrate your yeah. point. I'm not losing the point of that. I'm just kind of like throwing that out there that I'm just a weird fucker that like advocates that everybody's a weird fucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know lots of F bombs. I am probably. Oh, probably you're good, dude. <laughs> Once we're past that, that first two three minute barrier, they know <laughs> they yeah, it's going to be we, bumpy. We just gotta <laughs> we could try and keep it professional at the start, I, at the I, very I least. But, but no, you're you're good, man. Fucking, uh, we appreciate the. It's the still free America, speech. free speech. Right? Yeah. yeah. Last yeah. time I checked, and you know we're we're talking to like musicians and artists, and right. part of you know you guys being able to do what you do is the fact that you're free. To express yourself how you see that's the thing though it's not every artist is free to express that and that's why a lot of artists have been levitating towards being independent artists if you think about it there's been a huge gravitation towards people wanting to be an independent artist and that's because 
you aren't stuck to an industry that is going to censor you and is going to keep you in a box and right. another box. It's just putting people in boxes and, you know, restrictions. And I think that is also like the mass appeal for a lot of people who want to be independent artists and push themselves just because they still want to keep and hold that freedom because realistically, nobody wants to be censored. Right. But also or signed in shows for three years. <laughs> I still try to conduct myself semi-professionally and intellectually so i try to imitate that you know nowadays it seems like uh, especially for people that are lean more towards the independent artists or like you know even if you're with an independent group let's say you know you you got to be both an artist and a businessman sometimes exactly you You gotta wear so many hats like you tell me uh you think i don't sleep every artist that has any kind of successful in the underground at least has a team or does exactly what me and our team. Like you got to do everything. Everything. Right. Even this, the dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> Even the dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, he'll get it right eventually. I think he'll get it. Honestly, it's fucking, I've been told to change my name so many times. I'm like, yeah, by artists, like, just change your name. It would make my, call me something. Call me whatever the fuck you want, dude. Like, but they need you to but change it so the search they, is easier they for need them. To change it for the, for the it's four letters. It's four letters, man. It's you want me to change my initials? But it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't pop up unless you put all the dots in. Do everything specifically. That is untrue. I have removed the dots. <laughs> no, I no, actually have. I, uh, I registered RJMT as a business, and it is RJMT LLC. It is. There's no dots. There's no nothing. Um. And the Spotify, all the dots are gone. It's it's just straight RJMT across the board. For see, it's been streamlined. What was your process of getting that LLC? Let's get some. Oh my fucking god, dude! Okay, it's not so much. So I don't got to do some more work. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the um, people listening. It doesn't matter who you go through to get. I mean, it does matter just price wise who you go through. But holy shit, dude! Lately, Where's the ball in on the budget? It one? used to be it used to be such a simple, cheap process. You used to actually be able to do it yourself and file it through the state and yeah. just do it so simply. Now you got all these companies that want to do it for you and they want to add on all their shit and they want to make it more expensive, dude. A fucking LLC registration when I opened Open Minds Entertainment, fucking years ago, years ago, somewhere seventy three. But, <laughs> well, you know, I am from 1876, you know, way back, you know, <laughs> Dimension. We, we, we ain't even going to go into that, but, uh, you know, technically a zombie here, but, uh, that's just cause like King, I don't sleep much. <laughs> no, I, I had, had enough adrenal clone, adrenal chrome to like, work you back up. You know, but, he, uh, he'll send me shit like. All night long, you know, connected. Forgetting like, oh, he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I got to be up at oh, like he's five got o'clock job. in the morning and right. shit, and I got kids to drop off before I can go to work and shit. But no, like every time I come here, he's got like some like big fucking thing going on with like graphic design or like oh yeah, shit for the dude. Trust me, uh, like, it's like dude. Do you we'll, ever we'll talk every once in a while? And, yeah, he's dude. I, I see the grind, man. I do. Yeah, he was sending me it. shit at like four or five and, o'clock in the morning the other day, and I wake up to it and like holy shit, like. What the fuck is this guy doing? Because I know at 10 o'clock, he wrote do, me a book with like, pictures and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, even, I even dropped the ball in on a budget. <laughs> yeah. 
I props you for it. I gave you credits for it. But I dropped in a video because yeah, it really when you are when you are on your own dime and you are on your own budget and that goes into the LLC process, dude, it is a fucking bitch. Not just mentally frustrating, but sexually. Yeah. <laughs> We're all sexually frustrated. That's why we never sleep. No. <laughs> Fucking gotta gotta fucking Man, take a hot shower and rub one out before you can take a nap. But um, and then sometimes that nap accidentally turns into like, holy shit, I just slept a whole day. Fourteen hours, <laughs> yeah, a whole yeah. day. And then people would be like, I didn't get a hold of you all day, dude. What happened? Yeah, he you has his, like, like, I was dead. He has his crash out days where yeah. like he'll oh, yeah, go dude. for like we a solid week of like two hours of sleep. We're just straight dead. He thinks well, my roommate that I live on batteries, like it's a Stepford Wives or something. Yeah, every time he starts winding down, a fucking Furby. comes out with the fucking big old battery. Plugs it think it's him. like a Furby, man. Even when the batteries kick out, you're still <laughs> like fucking still talking in the closet to yourself. <laughs> but, I will leak all your demanding government secrets. What Furby? <laughs> what Furby? But, you know. It, it is a bitch of a process, dude. It's financially frustrating, dude. It costs way more than it used to back in the day. Um, so there's no budget. <laughs> yeah, the budget. Uh, the reason why I'm it's doing balled these, out. The reason why I'm doing these eight dollar bundles right now so cheap is so I can recover the grand that I put into this LLC. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, it is. It is one of those things. If you uh, anticipate even being a musician in a business sense or being a uh, you know, having a business right off rip, you gotta be expect expense after expense, and it goes. It, you know, you're diving in your own pockets, and it it sucks. Yeah, it's a shitty process. Well, I I don't recommend it for people. <laughs> and, and that's but what I'm I say about fucking. You, you know, having you to want to cover yourself in all those aspects, but just anticipate anybody going into forward into it, like hearing this now, thinking about it. Yeah, plan ahead. Plan ahead. Yeah, because we spend a year at your job and save as much as you can. Spend a year at your job and save as much as you can and make things easier on yourself in the long run. Because while you're working 50 some odd hours and all the fucking overtime and fucking trying to record and trying to fucking start the business and build a website and fucking. Dude, it piles up. It gets overwhelming, dude. Oh, yeah. It's stressful. And make your graphics. Yeah. And book the concert. <laughs> yeah. And talk to all the 18 artists booked on the concert. <laughs> yeah. Make sure they're all there on time. See, I won't even get them to actually promote the concert. Heaven forbid. Like, well, honestly, yeah. the only fucking concerts I will show is how much time's got to go into stuff. Yeah, everything yeah. is time consuming. Everything is a financial process. Everything, every, even the smallest steps are fucking huge ass struggles for people. And people don't see that, you know, and that's why I think a lot of people don't appreciate how much you actually go through to get what you're doing. Right. Yeah, because oh, when we uh, we talked to Skills on the last episode and, you know, it's been, you know a, at least a couple got of a years. Got a chair for Skills. You got a chair for Skills. Chill for Skills. Chill. So he fucking, you know, he, it's been a minute since he's been able to put anything out and, mm -hmm. you know, kill over here fucking is I know, 20 fucking years. seven seven almost eight years since the last release on seven years i've been doing all of this stuff off one mixtape and then yeah. just leaking all of the new songs live to the people to keep them coming yeah i know shows. you were a fucking hard motherfucker to find musically i know mortal combat character baby <laughs> right but to find me you must seek me yeah it was a seeking process perfection man. is the key <laughs> 
Use right. the algorithm you gotta, and keystrokes. You gotta work on that, man. Just yeah. like how I had to take out all the dots and the dashes and all that shit, man. You gotta make yourself easy. <laughs> oh, to it's, it's all registered now on Spotify. Yeah. We're all ready to go. And stuff, yep. So it's yep. just the fact of now we got to get the the one record that's mixed out. So yeah, yeah. I get it. No, we we got one in the chamber. We got one ready to be in the booth. We got, got the dudes from Crush coming out next week, and then I'm banging out a, a whole. Six track with them in right. fucking not even thirty six hours while doing two concerts and right. going to Indiana. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry, I know, damn. I know yeah, all the work. I'm not. And you know, I feel like grind. there's sometimes I'm like new artists. <laughs> Makes me feel like a real artist. Like oh. I said, the past two years, I, <laughs> even though it seems like New Haven is the shit, Carl's Carl's Tavern. Yeah, Juggalo home away from home. Yeah, but no, yeah, that was um, a cool. That was a cool was time. I've only been out there once. I'd love to go again. That was a cool time. Uh, Keep fucking with your boy. We'll make it happen, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. Like in that two-year process where it seemed like I wasn't doing anything because it's like, yeah, I dropped that little thirteen-track sampler, and it was like, but yeah, I ran with that for a while, and I was just doing that. But that whole time, that whole two years, it was getting instru- getting the right instrumentals, getting the right tracks, getting everything prepped, getting everything ready. So like right now I'm going in weekly, I'm going into the studio and I'm dropping out three, four tracks at a time and I'm building that inventory for these albums. Cause right. I want to have, I want to have once, I want to have two in the chamber. So once I drop one, I already have one back and then I'm working on the next one. Yeah. You know, it's just being Ash, that we have to do as independent artists. I, yeah. I know I have, and I'm sure all you guys have, seen it as well when you get uh these new artists that you know come out strong at the start and everything and then start to realize like how much work goes into it especially at this level of like being underground or independent and that shit doesn't just happen tomorrow you know no it doesn't and then they kind of fucking fall out of the whole scene and like never produce again see that's the thing though is like that's the kind of crappy part you can't just you can't just drop one thing and expect it to take you everywhere and anywhere. You gotta, you gotta stay in the works. You gotta stay in the motion. You know, even if you're not dropping something, you still gotta pop out and do a show once in a while. You still gotta, you know, show your relevance that you're still in the scene and you're still doing things. You gotta, you know, it's a lot of things you have to cater to. Wait that, a minute. Wait a minute. So my work's not done after I smoke the blunt, drop the song, and just put it out. I actually have to do more work to let people know that it's there. You Get right out of town, son. <laughs> Surely you just. You have to do more work than that, motherfucker. <laughs> can't just sit around smoking blunts in front of a mic all day. Yeah, because, like, we... Sure. I feel attacked. Because, <laughs> like, just like he was saying, um, I mean, you know, even though he hasn't actually yeah. released anything, like, Hard, I'm not saying you know, in like the last seven yeah, years, because like he's always at shows. Oh, we release it live, baby. Right? I'm one mix You've heard snippets off my my next three yeah. projects. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> and that's the best part. You're gonna be like, uh, where did I hear this song from? Oh, I seen Kelly King live like two years ago, and he leaked this exactly. shit. And I only played it like exactly. once or twice. Like, and so and I slipped it for that, that, that next time. To your point, because like you know, yeah. just like you're saying, you're still shows. I dropped a song I never performed before. I didn't even record it yet. I didn't even write it, physically write it. I had the beat, and I had it in my head, and I was like, boom, out. That, folks, is why it's important to go to shows in your local areas, because sometimes you get to hear shit that's not there yet. What? You get to see the evolution in front of your very eyes. <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm not going. <laughs> Can't make me do it. I don't want I'm not paying house. $4 for a beer. I'm there. <laughs> but no, like, uh, quit acting like that. 
get PBR. It's two dollars. You get a giant can. You get a real grip. Mega can. Heck, I get it for a dollar at certain places. Speaking of going, to your we don't speak shows, about hookups. You know, we pay full price. I do. I, I I'm gonna twist it up. I have a question for you guys. No discounts. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Just because. Okay. You know, me being from Michigan, you guys being from the area, where, where would you recommend your spots? Like, where are your venue sm- spots? Like, not just small, but like a, a full range. Like, if you uh, had a list, so you know, we but, used to have some. We, we should talk about this off air because there's <laughs> history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the way that it kind we of have works. the ostrich now. Okay. The so, hashtag kind of my fault, but whatever. <laughs> For us, here, the, here nor there, we have the auto tavern. To me, that's just, I'm going to go back, I'm going to listen to this so I can remember, but to me, that's just something I like to hear. It's like, okay, I'm out in this area. Where can I go? Like, when when can I get to see a show? You say the ostrich, and then you said... The Ottawa Tavern. Yeah. Ottawa Tavern. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we have a, a bit of a, a difference in the scenes around here, which I'm no. sure happened. Yeah. In, no, you know, then, our yeah, venues serious. blow up and then they die out, and then they blow up and die out. That that's our it's, scene. It's, here. A, it's, it's a very, rise and fall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, in Michigan, it's kind of. It's very Roman Empire. Here. I wouldn't say it's yeah. the same because it's a lot of the same venues. It's just oh, you get like uh, you know favoritism in some of them at other points in time. That's yeah. all. Well, it's yeah. just. Nature of the business sometimes, yep. but uh, we we can dig more into that into part two. Yeah, we're gonna go into the part there, two. There, of this there's podcast a, a good now. point to that part of the conversation. I like where that's going. So we're getting ready to sign off on part one of our episode with RJMT, Killer King, fucking Shrek, and Andy over here in the corner, you being in the shadows and shit. <laughs> but we'll come back to you with part two in just a moment. Sorry, project, Phil. So much for the party and stay tuned.